Welcome to the Benzo Free Podcast, your home for an honest, straightforward, and personal discussion about anti-anxiety drugs, their effects, and how to deal with dependence and withdrawal. Whether you have taken benzodiazepines, Z drugs, or any other tranquilizers, know someone who has, or you just want help dealing with chronic anxiety and insomnia, this is your podcast. I'm your host, D.E. Foster, author of the book, Benzo Free, The World of Anti-Anxiety Drugs and the Reality of Withdrawal. I'm so glad you joined us today. Please stick around and let me bend your ear for a few minutes. It just might feel a little better on the other side. Hello there, this is Dee, and welcome to episode 83 of the Benzo Free Podcast. Uh, That's not pre-recorded sounds, that's actually live where I'm at right now. Background there is a trickling creek and the sounds of softball and baseball games, Little League games in the background. Oh, the sounds of summer. Boy, they warm my heart, I must say. It's sure nice to have those back, especially after we've been limited for so long. And here comes a bike. I am um, on a wooded trail, a trail that I do walk sometimes. I think it's Tomahawk Creek Trail is the name of it. It's in Southern Overland Park, which is a suburb of Kansas City. I often stay in a motel down this way and it's only a couple blocks from my motel. And I'm taking my walk and I've recorded on this trail before a couple times. And I'm back doing that again. Yes, I'm back in Kansas City. Um, This does seem to be an ongoing saga (laughs) for those of you who are getting tired of this. Trust me, um, I feel you and I agree. It's a little crazy. Little off schedule. I didn't get one out Friday before I had to come out again. But um, mom's back in the hospital, so I had to come out again to manage things and, and figure out what's going on. So anyway... It's good to be back with you, and it's nice to have finally a little bit of downtime where I can record this and and enjoy some little decompressing and talking with you. And oh, I'm catching the sunset. It's pretty amazing. It's about what is it, 7:30, almost 8 in the evening, and the sun is setting. It's kind of just peeking out through the trees of this wooded trail, and it's pretty sweet. I'm up on a ridge line now and just overlooking a couple baseball fields below me. Can just barely see them through the trees, but boy, I can sure hear them. And it's a sweet sound. I don't know if you can picture yourself out here with me, but try to. It's kind of relaxing. Boy, it's just nice to have that sound. It's it's kind of a almost a paradoxical place I'm in because I'm on this wooded trail and I almost feel like nobody's around me. Yet all I hear is that distant sound of aluminum bats cheering, running, and and just the sounds of summer. It's pretty sweet. It really is. So I kind of wanted to share that with you. Again, like I've done several times on this podcast, I enjoy having you with me on these 
trips that I take. Um, this is my seventh trip to Kansas City since January of this year, and I'm back again, so. Anyway, I thought the background sound of that this evening would be kind of perfect for our podcast, for me to chat with you and, and just catch up a little bit. I don't blame him. He's awfully cute. Hi. Yeah, he's all wet from swimming. Oh, there. is he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see you later. <laughs> I've had a few people ask me lately about the situation in Kansas City. I know it's not directly Ben's related, but dealing with it, I think, is. And... God, I haven't shared all the details because the last thing I want to do is make a podcast out of it or bore you because, I mean, oh, this isn't about me. It's, I guess it is sometimes. I know. I should stop saying that. But people are asking questions, so I thought I'd be a little more specific about what's happening. Um, so here's what I thought. I'm going to do this in two minutes, okay? I'm going to start a timer here as I'm walking, and I'm going to try to cover this in two minutes. Let's see what I can do, okay? Um, so if you don't really care about this, skip ahead two minutes and you'll be out of it, okay? Okay, here we go. Had a couple bikers pass. So my dad has diagnosed with Alzheimer's about um, five years ago, six years ago, whatever. My mom's been his primary caretaker. They've been living at their house. Um, we've tried to help several times with my mom, um, but she's very stubborn. She doesn't like to accept help, financial or physical. We've tried to get in home care. We've tried to pay for repairs of the house. We've tried to do a lot of things, um, get in meals and all kinds of stuff, and she always was refusing. In January this year, we came out because my dad's Alzheimer's finally got to the point where my mom could no, man no longer manage his condition, and he had to be in a professional facility. He would wander and become a little aggressive at night with sundowners and stuff like that. So we found a facility. Um, but while I was out here trying to work out the details in um, January and early February, the doctor actually let me know that my mother also needed to go into <laughs> professional facility because she had deteriorated recently and dementia had started to cause problems plus she had lost so much weight she was at severe risk for health problems um, so we had to move both of them in and so we found a place that we could move both my parents in one side of memory care where my dad went in the other side where my mom could go in and she was in assisted living and she could go visit him when she wanted to I'm at a minute 16 and I'm not gonna make this am I <laughs> anyway um, my mom resisted being there. She didn't want to be there. She hated being there. We thought we found a good setup for her, but she's very independent and this was really difficult for her. Plus there were some other things going on. Um, turns out she had encephalopathy, an alcohol-induced encephalopathy condition. So the dementia was a rapid decrease in her cognitive abilities. So while at this facility, my dad improved and my mom's condition failed um, and started getting worse. And I've been back several times since then. This is my seventh trip to try to figure this out. And that is two minutes. <laughs> and that is only the very beginning. <laughs> oh, I made a promise and I'm not going to be able to keep to it. Let me try to close this out. Sorry about that. But that's how this all started. Unfortunately, my mom also 
can be very negative and critical of my dad. And um, so at one point we had to finally actually stop or limit my mom's access to my dad because she was making his health condition worse. Um, it was just, it got worse and worse. She was being combative with uh, and argumentative with all the staff and things kept deteriorating. Um, we finally came back recently and, um, oh, and in the meantime, of course, we had to hire a legal firm to get power of attorney rights and all kinds of stuff to manage my parents' estates. We had to qualify them for Medicaid and for um, veterinarian, not veterinarian, that's not right. <laughs> They're not dogs. <laughs> Veterans <laughs> benefits. Um, which for any of you who have done that, you know what a nightmare those things are. We have a legal firm helping us with it, but it is a lot of work. And my wife has been spending tons of work on the legal stuff while I'm managing their finances, paying their bills, trying to catch them up on bills that hadn't been paid and la di dee la di da Anyway, we thought we had things together in this facility, but unfortunately um, that didn't fix the problem. We also have a house that they just moved out of that is in really bad disrepair. We had to go through it, find all the things, set up an estate sale, get that ready for, for sale. Um, <laughs> it's just this laundry list of stuff. And I'm just trying to tell you that it's been overwhelming. Um, more recently, while my dad's doing pretty well at the new facility, um, he's actually rebounded and done better while he's been here. My mom has been deteriorating rapidly and she's been in the hospital several times lately. She's been in a psychiatric rehab clinic um, last couple of weeks and now she's back in the hospital again this week. Um, I come out each time she does just so somebody's there with her trying to keep her company and trying to manage the situation. Um, also, I got to come back out here and try to set up for the estate sale and, and the paperwork and <laughs> all these and I'm managing their finances and always making sure they can qualify for Medicaid, which is an ongoing la-dee-dee, la-dee-da. Anyway, I will stop there, I promise. <laughs> oh, but that's what's been going on. And it's one of those things that I kept thinking we'd get them set up and then things would ease. And But then every week there's two or three phone calls. Each one's a disaster or something that fell through. I have to get back out in the car and come back out here. Things just keep falling apart. And I know it's just my turn. I'm not trying to garner any sympathy for what I'm going through. I just never knew it was this overwhelming. Two parents with dementia... Um, both rapidly declining. Well, not rapidly. My dad's slowly declining. My mom's rapidly declining. Both needing care at the same time. We had three weeks to get them into a facility that accepted Medicaid, all this kinds of stuff, um, that we could afford to help them with it if we could, but we're limited in our funds, so... Um, and we're spending plenty just on these trips for me to come out here and help them with things. So it's just one of those things where there's a lot going on. And unfortunately, it's taken me away from the podcast and from my channel and from these, this stuff that I'm doing here. So, ah, that was a long two minutes, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I could keep that to two minutes, but I can't. That's, you know, one-tenth of what <laughs> we've been working on lately. But please, I'm not trying to make this um, a wine fest because... Um, I know everybody goes through this to some degree at some point with parents or relatives or something so or children and I know it's just our turn um, it just happened to hit suddenly it happened to hit hard and because my mom was very independent and prideful and my dad was too they did zero planning 
And it's a good reminder of how to plan for your retirement and your last days and everything else to make things easier on the people around you. So not intentional, I don't blame them. It's just, it's a situation that we have to manage. Anyway, so that's the intro <laughs> as I ramble on. Back to benzo related stuff. Um, hey, we got W bad coming up. Um, w bad, of course, is World Benzodiazepine Awareness Day. For those who don't know, it's W bad. You can go to w bad.org and you can see the official website on activities if you're looking to do something or you're involved in something. Through our Benzodiazepine Action Work Group, we're going to be doing um, some things coming up, and so I'll announce those more as we get closer. But just so you know, look out for it. I think we're going to have some speaking opportunities. Rob, Dr. Rob Valick um, is going to be speaking. Um, Dr. Alexis Ritva will be speaking. I'll be speaking um, at an event that's coming up, sponsored by the Action Committee, by the consortium here in Colorado. Uh, here. I'm not in Colorado right now. I'm in Kansas City, but at home in Colorado. <laughs> and um, so we're doing some activities that way. been working with um, JC and Nicole and Christy and all the gang over there at BIC, and they've been huge because, um, in case you don't know, BIC kind of manages now, actually manages WBAD now. So that kind of thing. Anyway, um, and I'm going to get quiet for a second because here I am talking out loud and a man just came up behind me and walked past me and I'm feeling really stupid because <laughs> it's like I hate it when people are talking loud on their phone and I had no idea. I try to always get quiet when um, people are around me because I just don't think it's... I try to be sensitive to that. But, um, but I didn't hear him coming up on me because I was talking so loudly. <laughs> so I'll quiet down a bit. Oh coming up upon a bridge now for a little bit of um, different sound. You'll hear I'll be going under two bridges here on the trail. Sun's finally actually setting now, so we got shade everywhere. Hmm, it's kind of nice out here. Anyway, I was talking about WBAD, so keep your eyes open, your ears open. There'll be more information coming from our channel and other channels about events related to that event. That's July 11th, so it's just around the corner. Had a couple of kids ride by just a second ago on some bikes and he's saying, look out, there's coyotes on the trail tonight. And I said, thank you very much. And they rode on, <laughs> which is a nice warning. And I appreciate that. Um, but I'm kind of used to that since we have coyotes in our neighborhood a lot back home. So we back to an open field and we get coyotes in our neighborhood all the time. Nice thing is bear, our dog is large enough that he's not really bait. He's more of a defense, although he's getting a little old now. It probably wouldn't fight off a coyote much, but they don't bother us too much. They keep to themselves most of the time. Oh, but it's still good to be aware and know they're out there and let them have their space. You hear me huffing and puffing a little bit is because I'm walking along briskly on this trail, so <laughs> sometimes I get out of breath. I, I'm out of shape. I'm terribly out of shape. This these Kansas City trips have not been good for my health. I have gained about 20 pounds since first of the year or about that time, maybe 15, but at times 20. I haven't been exercising as much. I've been trying to get my walks in, but just have not been good at it. Just haven't had the time. I know a lot of you can relate to that. And you know, I wanted to mention that real quick because that's one of the things I think a lot of us face 
And I think I might have brought this up before. Hang on a second. The bike's going to pass, and then I'll continue here. Hello. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> nice guy. <laughs> oh, it's fun saying hi to people. I was talking about something. Oh, yeah. What was it? Brain fog. It's okay. No, I'm not... I know some of you have mentioned when I say that brain cramp thing and I forget what I'm talking about, that I'm being negative. I'm not really. I'm about myself. I'm not. I know when I identify that, it might sound like I'm getting down on myself, but it's more just kind of noticing and accepting it as a limitation. And and I don't know. I think we all have it sometimes. I believe I have more of it now because of my withdrawal and because of some lingering cognitive issues, but maybe it's just being 55 years old. I don't know for sure. But anyway, I was talking about something. See, here's where scripting comes in really handy because I can just go to my script and read the script or at least have some notes about the subject. Oh, yeah, I was talking about weight and that's one of the problems. This is where I was. Okay, I'm back again. <laughs> Going up a hill here, so sorry if I'm panting a bit. But um, for those of you in a later stage of withdrawal or who have already come out of withdrawal or are, you know, doing better and having success, we don't talk about that too much. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit, maybe. No, that wasn't planned. I just thought of it, <laughs> but I'd like to talk about it a bit. One of the benefits of benzo withdrawal that I've noticed, and many of you have noticed too, is that it's forced us to make some life changes. And many of these life changes are for the better. It's forced us to eat better. So, so many of us have had to eat better because of benzo belly or, or the aggravation of our anxiety and other symptoms by um, junk food or too much sugar or too much processed foods. All kinds of things that have been aggravating. Here comes another bike. Hang on. But other things too, like learning to meditate, yoga, exercise, um, spending more time with people, learning to be kinder to people around you, learning to have compassion for other people going through health difficulties. Boy, that's a big one. <laughs> that's a big one. I think that really has come in handy now. I had, and this is why I wanted to talk about this, is that the good and the bad that lingers afterwards. Now, some of the bad is that as I start to feel better, and I think many of you have done this too, we start to let ourselves go sometimes because we get back into a normal pattern of life. And that's great. Oh, it's awesome that we can get back to that. But we also got to keep in mind that we learned, we created new habits, we created some excellent new tools um, healthy habits that are great to hang on to if we can and we got to be careful try not to let those go and I have not been good at that at all couple runners going by anyway um, and I, I kind of wanted to mention that today because up oh, here comes some more right behind me Actually, it's the same two guys. They went right past me, flipped, and came back. I guess I was 
at their mile marker for switching around. So two guys jogging. Um, oh, see, I can't distract myself too far. Otherwise I forget where I was. But we talked about the good and the bad. And the bad is like that. It's like I, I gained weight. I've, I've let my meditation go almost entirely. And that's not good because meditation was a, a cornerstone of my withdrawal of getting through it. So I really got to remind myself to get back to that. I wasn't getting enough exercise. That's another reason why I gained weight. I wasn't eating well. I've eaten more sugar lately. Comfort food. So I, I think I'm trying to let you know that I'm, I might be a decent teacher, but I'm a terrible student. And I don't always follow my own advice, but I try to. I try to, and I think that's all we can ask any of us or ask of ourselves is that we try to. So I think the first thing with this is, you know, be careful of falling back into your old habits, especially the lack of anxiety management tools or, you know, being triggered easily and getting back in those patterns again because you no longer have the medication working for you now that you're off benzos. And so all you, all you have to rely on is those new habits, those new tools. And you don't want to let those go too because then you wind up maybe back where you were before you even took the drugs in the first place. So it's good to spend a little time maintaining your tools and keeping them around. But the other side too is the good that's come from this and the resiliency. And even if I let some of the smaller things slide, some of the bigger things are still there with me. And boy, they've been fantastic. I'm going to sit down. There we go. Oh, I found my favorite bench. <sighs> there are gains from this, and not just the habits that we might forget, the little ones here and there, but the toughness, the courage. But I think the biggest one for me is learning to accept what is. Learning to trust that what's happening is supposed to happen and that's okay. To be okay with life. This may not be what I planned and trust me, the past five months have been nothing like what I planned 2021 was gonna be like. <laughs> nothing like that. And yet, I'm having some really magical times with my dad, with my mom, with my sister, with some friends back here, with my nephew, with Shanna, my wife, and her supporting me and all that we're going through and her own issues. It's pretty amazing, pretty amazing. Okay, I'm hearing some loud music coming up, so, so I'm gonna stop here for a second because I can't have that on a recording. Oh, he turned it down. I'm okay then. Oh, anyway, so I'll be quiet here for a second as this guy rides by. For those of you who don't know, music is the number one thing that <laughs> they catch on podcasts and YouTube, and they, they have algorithms that search for those things and find them. So if you have an uncopyrighted song on your um, YouTube, you can get a strike pretty easily, so you got to be careful or on your podcast. Anyway, I'm still here. 
And I don't know what I'm talking about. And maybe I will cut what I just mentioned and go something else. We'll see. <gasps> oh my gosh. Wow. I am staring at a firefly. Now, that's not going to seem like a big thing to many of you. But we ain't get those in Colorado where I live anymore. We don't get those. But being back here and it's just dusk enough that I'm watching a firefly. Wow. That's pretty cool. Oh, there's two of them. There's two of them. Oh, man. If only you could be here and see what I'm looking at. I'm sitting on this bench. It's on a ridge here. And all I see here are trees across the trail from me, just green. And then just above the lower canopy, through some of the trees, I see the big lights over the sport fields. Big white lights, but I'm not seeing any of the sport fields. I'm just hearing them. And it's really, it's a real interesting juxtaposition because I, I can just listen. And that's what I love about doing the audio only recording sometimes is, is your imagination. We get, to, we get to use our imagination. I think sometimes with media these days, we provide everything virtually to the, to the degree that our minds don't have to kick in and create things and fill in the gaps. And that's what books do. They allow you to fill in the gaps. And audio recordings also allow you to fill in the gaps, especially the visual ones. I think that's a good thing. But if you can picture it here and you can hear the, just hear the surroundings. This is a pretty magical evening. You know what? Let's go ahead and take this moment as our moment of peace. Why not? Close your eyes, and of course only do this if you're in a safe place where you can close your eyes. But let's take our moment of peace right now, and let's just do it live here. Close your eyes, and just ease, ease your breathing down. Just slow it down so it's deeper, more natural, and it just flows. And with your eyes closed, just Picture yourself sitting on a bench on a wooded trail with hundred foot elms and oaks and ivy and grass and a creek down below with a trickle of water. Sun just set over the distant horizon. There's an orange glow in the sky. And in the distance are about four sport lights had just, just glimmered on and are lighting up a sports field that you can't even see from here. But yet you hear it. And even the sound of an airplane going overhead right now. All the sounds of nature that blend in with the sounds of man. And just kind of Sit back, relax, and enjoy the sounds of summer for a minute or two.
This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered medical advice in any way. The host of this podcast is not a medical professional, nor is he engaged in rendering medical health or psychological advice nor any other kind of personal professional services. The views and opinions expressed by our listeners and interview guests on this podcast, whether read from textual submissions or presented in their own voice, do not necessarily reflect those of the Benzofree podcast or of its host. Withdrawal tapering or any other change in dosage of benzodiazepines, non-benzodiazepines, or any other prescription drugs should only be done under the direct supervision of a licensed physician. Our full disclaimer can be viewed on our website at benzofree.org slash disclaimer. And we'll step up from the bench, rejoin the path, and continue on our trail here as we close things out. I want to thank you for joining me today on the podcast. Tune in next time. Our next podcast should be episode 84. And I hope to have that out here in a week. Oh, don't forget to write. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know how you're doing. I may not be as fast at responding to emails and comments lately, and I apologize for that, but I'm doing my best. The main thing is I still am responding to every single one. It just might take me a week or so (laughs) to get around to it, but I still love to hear from each and every one of you. I truly do. Uh, When I'm having rough days lately, I tell you, I go down to my basement or I pull up my laptop on the road here and I just read some of your emails. And I, a couple things. One, I understand where you are and how far I've come. And I am grateful. I am grateful for my success, albeit saddened for your difficulties. But number two, I hear you all letting me know what the podcast means to you and that it's helped you along the way. And that means the world to me. There's so much falsity in the world today. So many people trying to find their way by being somebody else, by misinforming, by getting caught up in their anger and sense of betrayal. I don't know how to do this podcast that way. I don't. I can tell you this, this is me, as I've said many times, warts and all. I'm genuine. I am who I say I am. I'm not trying to pretend to be anybody else. I'm just a guy who went through benzo withdrawal, who has found that talking to other people about it and helping them along the way and them helping me along the way has changed my life. And that is something I will always, always be grateful for. So thank you for Keep calm, taper slowly, and take care of yourself. I'll see you next time.